Hey, good people. Welcome to another episode of a different type of bean counter. Uh, I'm excited today. I'm always excited when I have guests, but I'm super excited because this is the first time that um, the guest isn't sitting in a room with me. Uh, we are doing social distancing and trying to take care of each other best we can. So I'm very fortunate to have Jackie Dooley with me from uh, Peer Center. Jackie, would you say hello? Hello. Hello, everybody. Yeah, awesome. Jackie is the Director of Development and Donor Relations at the Peer Center. And uh, I'm just going to ask Jackie some questions. And man, I, because the Peer Center is a new organization to me. I was very fortunate to meet Jackie at a boot camp and uh, really love uh, the things that they're doing at Peer. And I thought if it's new to me, then it's new to a lot of people. So I asked her if she would be willing to come on the podcast and uh, she agreed. So uh, Jackie, first and foremost, uh, what does PEER stand for? Thanks for asking. Um, PEER is an acronym for Peers Enriching Each Other's Recovery. That's awesome. So what, what exactly does that, how, how does that, what does that mean and how does that translate into, into what you do? Sure. Uh, so the Peer Center itself is an environment. Um, actually, there's two locations in um, Franklinton, Ohio, and in Whitehall, Ohio, um, where individuals from basically all walks of life are uh, experiencing uh, mental illness, substance use disorders, and trauma can come to recover, learn how to recover, or identify strategies to even help them recover and in some cases. So is it a is it a treatment? Is it an overnight treatment facility? Is it a drop-in treatment facility? How does how does someone how do you first encounter individuals? Sure. So it is not a treatment. It is a wellness recovery center. So it's a drop-in center for some and a recovery club to others. Uh, um, we get individuals, oddly enough, in a wide array uh, of ways. So they can be, they can be uh, recommended from their treatment center. Some um, people are here in Columbus, Ohio for treatment. Uh, from other states or cities and, and don't really have people to socialize with. So for those who are in treatment centers, they may come to us um, on their pass and uh, bring their pizza money and, and they'll come out and spend their pastime with us by watching movies in our media center or being online in our, in our computer rooms. Uh, enjoying Facebook. Um, they may even come to uh, hang out in the common area to, to play cards. And again, opportunities to socialize. We have a lot of chess players or people who want to learn how to do things. Uh, there are individuals crocheting. So they may come out and just hang out to be a part of a diverse recovery community and a place that's a safe place where they're respected and able to just breathe and just be who they are in that moment. That, that, that's phenomenal. Uh, and you used a term there that you snuck in on me 
uh, recovery club. Um, exactly. I, th I think that's so cool. So because one of the things that we know, whether it's mentoring children or helping people recover, when they leave that treatment or that period of time, so often they go back to the same uh, network. And, and now they're Absolutely. kind of on their own to break away from that network. And what you're doing is you're saying, hey, look, here's an alternative where we're all trying to achieve the same thing. Is that is that an accurate statement? Very accurate, spot on. It's just exactly even myself up. Some things I if, if I can sure. um, just share with you that everybody who works at our two sites are people with lived experience mm -hmm. of trauma, mental illness or substance substance use disorder or any combination of the three. Mm -hmm myself included. Mm -hmm. And so, so we are all experiencing the um, some stage of recovery uh, all the time. And, and actually, that's how I got introduced to the Pearson. That was my place to, uh, that was my happy hour after working for state government until five o'clock. That's where I would go <laughs> to kind of just, de just decompress. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is such a phenomenal environment. So now I understand a little bit more because on your website, you talked about hospitality. And I'm thinking, okay, what kind of hospitality do you have? And what you're really doing is you're creating a safe decompression, a safe happy hour, a safe place for individuals to gather to continue on a path of recovery. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. Connected to that, there are 50, at least 50 peer-led groups. An individual can come there, do a peer-led group on a topic that's relevant to them, like ADHD group, um, man up or anger management. Uh, and then just kind of uh, have some coffee, have some tea, have a well, actually, for real, it is tea and crumpets. Have a <laughs> snack and, and just kind of just go with the vibe. Usually there's some uh, genre of music playing and um, anywhere from light jazz to gospel to um, light rock, hip hop. So everybody for, again, the different or diverse uh, groups of people, it, it's incredible to watch because uh, the movement, the rhythm is is very much uh, a loving, kind, connected. There it is, connected movement. Yeah, that's that's all. And then the other thing that you said is that, and um, in my personal life, I have a um, uh, daughter who is um, recovering uh, from different mental health issues. And one of the things that we're always looking for with her is not, uh, we need great clinical people, right? But Absolutely. I, I don't understand the, the draws. I don't understand the issues. I don't understand some of the responses because I haven't lived that life. And what you're saying is that everyone there is extremely relatable. Uh, you used the word connected. Uh, and and relatable to the uh, to the folks who are on the recovery path. Absolutely, mm. spot on. That's awesome. 
So one of the things I'm going to ask you about, and uh, I'm going to skip a couple of things that we had planned to talk about, but I'm going to work my way back to them, is right. right now that we're dealing with the coronavirus, right? So, uh, man, there's a ton of isolation and people being asked to isolate and all of this. When we, and, and you know, this morning I was talking to some folks about, you know, the book, The Art of Neighboring, and make sure that we're being great neighbors to each other right now and connecting with other people. How can we help our neighbors or uh, folks that typically would be at uh, the peer center and uh, now they're not able to get there, but they're right next door to us? That, that It sounds like you've got a great community and a needed community, but now talk to me about are people able to get there? What, I mean, what can we do to help? Well, um, that is a great question, Donald. Um, some ways people can help is by um, kind of what we've been seeing. Um, actually, I saw it with uh, the Mills on Wheels uh, community is if you have some extra, extra food or items, um, you know, even if you have to call somebody, call somebody and say, where are the camps? Mm. A lot of our folks live on the land. Yeah. You know, uh, things we would take for granted to be able to uh, sleep in late, uh, grab a cup of coffee whenever we get ready uh, and whatnot. So one of the things that will help those who sleep on the land is maybe take your take a few items that are uh, easily accessible by pulling a tab or pulling um, uh I don't know, just opening a, uh, for example, I can't think of what it would be called, but like uh, the tuna in the pouch, yes. just opening a pouch mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, kind of items, crackers, sardines, things of that nature, or trail mix. If they were to sit that by a camp, they wouldn't have to connect with anybody. Just put a box out, sit those things out, some bottled water, some distilled water. And just put those out in a box and just drive off. Believe me, my friends, uh, and I do call them friends because I know who they are. I know their name and name of mine. They're out there. They'll go get that box. And you know what? The loving thing they will do is they won't hoard it all. They, they will share. Yes. They, they will share it amongst the camps. And every time somebody gets something, they will share it. And, I, I, and something I really want to say, and it's kind of emotional to me, those those ones that are not even in recovery that maybe you know uh, they might be still asleep <laughs> um they'll put something beside them for when they wake up so they can can have a little bit of nourishment you know so they're not judgmental they'll take care of one another and that's how we can help them that, that's phenomenal because what we what we know in that today's society one of the things we're struggling with is uh, community, right? We need we need to be connected, and right now we're really struggling with it. But that's that's a group of people who uh, may not have tremendous resources and may be struggling with a lot of other issues. But they do a great job of creating a community within themselves and among themselves. Uh, yeah, absolutely. One thing that I want to to remind people is that even though it's getting warmer, uh, the nights still are cool. And uh, you can go online at Amazon and buy or um, other stores and buy uh, hand warmers. You know, the things that you take when you go and watch your kids play winter sports. 
uh, the folks that live on the land, as Jackie uh, mentioned, use those year round. And uh, that is something that would be a, a phenomenal resource to, in addition to the food that she was talking about. Um, I'm having a conversation with Jackie Dudley, uh, the director of development and donor relations for the Peer Center, really learning a lot about the Peer Center and the fact that the Peer Center now makes a ton of sense because we're we're hanging out with people that um, that are in similar points of life, and we're we're really trying to do life together. Um, so I, I greatly appreciate this, and I'm learning so much. So thank you, uh, Jackie, for taking the time. Um, sure. A couple of things, obviously, uh, someplace like the Peer Center relies on financial support from the public. So uh, that goes without saying. And uh, you're the director of development, so you work every day, all day in there. Uh, I think that it was really cool when I looked at your um, uh, website. There's a couple of things. Oh, and the website is thepeercenter.org. Uh, there's a couple of things that were mentioned there, and please talk about financial needs. Um, no, don't be don't be bashful about that. But uh, you also have a couple other ways mentioned where people can help. One called stock our shelves, and one called help us go. Could you talk about those two as well as financial assistance? Absolutely. Um, I would love to take this opportunity to say that um, the Peer Center uh, is. Uh, Though locally funded by our uh, Franklin County Adam Board, um, that has um, a great bit of support. But most of our other support comes from uh, donors uh, who either buy into our concept, largely they buy in without a sure. doubt, but they have a loved one that may participate with us or that wasn't able to participate, unfortunately. So a lot of the things you mentioned, um, I'll start with the hospitality. The hospitality is uh, the Peer Center provides uh, one meal a week at both of our sites through a partnership uh, with uh, Mid-Ohio Food Bank. So on those days, we usually have uh, 50 to 75 people at both sites. Okay. During that time, all and any other time, seven days a week is the key. We're open seven days a week. I should have started with that. And um, we provide coffee, tea, um, uh, filtered water, um, and snacks. We purchase about $2,000 worth of varying snacks, whether it is a breakfast bar, or um, macaroni and cheese in individualized cups, ramen noodles and cups, oatmeal, uh, plates, the bowls, all the plastic cutlery for an individual to come in out of the mm -hmm. cold, have a cup of coffee, a bowl of oatmeal, and uh, a breakfast bar or um, some mm -hmm. fruit. So... Uh, the things we also provide, if an individual um, asks for, we usually uh, go to our storage bin uh, upstairs and pack them up a male or a female um, care package uh, of hygiene products, 
uh, specifically uh, for the individual. And that may include a pair of uh, uh, winter socks like the hand warmers you were talking about, those socks that are wool. Um, we may give them a couple pair of those because theirs are wet or they don't have on any. Uh, so um, another thing we do um, is we we transport individuals to activities to help them become social. We we go to the movies. We go bowling. Um, and that's the, that that's to help us go part of the uh, part of yes. the program. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. The help us go is we have a van. We have one van and um, we usually have an event at East and then we have that same uh, event at the West location. So we do it twice. So whatever we do in the Whitehall uh, Center, we do also at the Franklinton Center. So we're transporting anywhere uh, from uh, 8 to 15 folks. Uh, monthly to a social activity and event. Um, we would like, actually, they made a request recently in a, um, a round table. Uh, and a round table is simply once a month, the whole uh, associate, it's an opportunity for the associates to come together with uh, staff and management to say what's working, what's not, and to make recommendations. That's yeah, their voices are heard. So uh, recently we had a request to have karaoke and maybe have line dancing opportunities. So um, we are actively working on getting a karaoke machine or two. Um, and most recently we've been getting donations of coffee beans. That is absolutely wonderful, except it let us know that we need a coffee grinder. <laughs> <laughs> things like this are happening for us. People are um, beginning to make the connection with the peer center, which is pushing the peer center to say, hey, um, and, and actually hire me in the first place because uh, they are being pushed uh, upward and outward, which means uh, we're growing. We really are actively trying to grow. We're hoping um, that through this podcast, through this opportunity, that folks will hear us and we can connect with folks to um, maybe find a building, uh, find additional resources. Because in all this joy and great things that I'm sharing, the downside of the West Center is uh, a lot of times we're not able to accommodate everybody. We have a 50-person uh, capacity and and. I told you some nights is 75. And if we're not asking people to leave after they eat dinner, uh, we have to shut the doors. And that causes um, feelings of disconnect and, and sadness, especially if it's raining or something's going on and people want a minute to get out of the elements. They make their trek to us and then they find that they can't mm -hmm. access So accessibility is uh, haunting us right now on the west side. And it's just um, one more case of a, you know, someone struggling, trying to do the right thing that faces rejection. And, absolutely. Barriers and are real. And then it becomes a self-worth conversation uh, from that standpoint. So 
I want to circle back and really talk about a couple okay. of things. And um, you, you helped me with this. Uh, the Help Us Go is really a, a great chance for listeners to be generous. And here's, here's why I'm really, I'm really in the conversation about generosity. Eight to 12 folks. So how can you help with the Help Us Go? You can provide eight to 15 tickets to an event. You get uh, movie passes, um, uh, sporting events, uh, 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 plays around town. Kappa, are you listening? Uh, and then the flip side to it is that you also need gas cards and things of that nature to put gas in the van. So ways that folks can help the help us go uh, part of the program is to reach out and, and provide you with passes into events and activities, correct? Yeah. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And then right. to stock our shelves. You, you notice all the uh, plastic cutlery and cups and all those things that are needed. Um, it's, it's kind of a simplistic thought process, but when you go to buy paper plates for your home, buy one extra and uh, deliver it to the peer center. And that, that helps them stay in stock and, and prevents the need to spend money on, on, um, uh, those supplies and then can spend the money that's generated on capacity building on looking at additional space at solving problems instead of getting supplies. Fair enough? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're, you're, I'm telling you, you are the absolute right connection to have in this very moment because you are making those connections uh, aggressively and I appreciate that. And uh, I just want to add that um, even I participate. I uh, participate as well. So when I go to Kroger's or grocery, sometimes I see things that I normally won't eat. But Because I'm just going to tell you, uh, I remember my dad eating kippers and and um, and um, yeah. sardines and, and that kind of stuff. And, and us kids were run. We were like, oh, no. But now I know the value in those things. And those are the things that are usually 10 for 10 pull tab items that I'm able to add to my cart and adding an extra 10 or 20 bucks to, to my cart um, for me is, 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 uh, is a big mm -hmm. gift for them and not so much uh, yeah. off my you plate. know it's funny but I went and, and you are you're striking a chord with me as an individual so we'll just have a, a small uh, quick uh, private conversation here um, uh, several years ago um, you know I, I, I don't have any babies but I made a point that every time that I went to the grocery store I would buy diapers and sometimes people would see me buying diapers and they're like what are you buying diapers for because I would always take the diaper someplace and give them away. It was a, it was just a routine that I got in that every time I went to the store, I would buy a package of diapers so that I could give them away to, you know, uh, a, a, a risk um, um, pregnancy or a program that helps with risk pregnancies and things of that nature. So that's all you're talking about. Just start to develop the habit. Now, once we develop the habit, we've got to get these items to you. So what are the addresses that someone, obviously, um, Jackie, 
they can get the address off the website, the peercenter.org. But why don't you tell us the addresses that these things can be, one, can be delivered to, and two, if someone's out there who has a significant other or themselves are wanting to create a safe environment to, cut, um, to move along the recovery path, what's the address they can just show up at and be loved on? Absolutely. Um, right, right now, since we are maintaining yep. social distancing, uh, all of our stuff is online, which still opens the door. And I'll share that with you in a moment. But once this uh, is diffused, you can send uh, items uh, of love to uh, our Whitehall office at uh, 205 North Hamilton Road. Um, that is our administrative office. And uh, you can simply uh, come right into the door and mention um, hearing Jackie and Donald on Donald's uh, podcast. Um, and I would say the title, Donald, you'll have to say it because I, I love the bean counter, but I know I've got to fill it. You're fine. You're fine. A different type of bean counter. But that's all right. <laughs> A different kind of bean counter, absolutely. And just drop that off and our staff will make sure that uh, we're able to get it into the appropriate uh, shelving unit or uh, if it's a gas card, it will go to uh, my colleague uh, who maintains the vehicles. Uh, and um, we will all, it's three of us. There's the, the director that maintains the schedule of activities the director that maintains the building and the vehicle. And then there's me. I'm uh, the one who hits the ground running to go uh, look, see, and make uh, relationships that help. So yes, that would be the process. Feel free to bring anything in um, that is individualized, um, uh, shelf um, appropriate. And uh, you can even bring things that need need to be eaten immediately but we can't we don't have the ability to store for a long period of time and what i mean by that is you can bring in a crate of fruit and we can hang on to it and redistribute uh, it a couple of days at a time but after that it would need to be um able to be uh disposed of or used up before and we don't want to waste food so but we do want healthy foods i want to put that out there so that's, that's yeah. awesome so I highly encourage you to take a trip to 205 North Hamilton Road and uh, meet Jackie. Uh, Jackie Doodley, um, who is the Director of Development and Donor Relations at the Peer Center. Uh, Jackie, I have learned a tremendous amount. And I, you know what? I thought I knew a little bit, but you have opened my eyes to so much. So. I'm going to uh, conclude this the same way we conclude every other podcast. Is there anything about the Peer Center that we didn't touch on that you really want people to know? Two things. The address is 205 North Hamilton Road, and that is Columbus, Ohio. And if you're navigating to us, put Whitehall in your navigation. We are not in Gahanna. We are in the Columbus Whitehall area. And um, let's see, we're open from nine to nine. And I think the most important thing I can share with you right now is the Peer Center has online telephone support 
Uh, traditionally, it would be running from 10 at night to two in the morning, but due to the crisis we're in right now, that line is open from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And I am going to pull that up real quick so I can sure. give you the phone number to our um, one-on-one warm line, uh, which is telephone recovery with a person in recovery. Mm -hmm. You'll be getting mm -hmm. telephone peer support. The same kind of supports we provide in our building, only uh, the one-on-one -on -one connection uh, part of it. And I am attempting to uh, get that up right now so that I can communicate with you. And we're located on all social media. You can find us on Facebook at Peer Center, um, on Facebook. Twitter and LinkedIn as well. And so I'm waiting for that post to come up and it just came up. And I will say our warm line is 614-358-8255. That is 614-358-TALK. Give us a call. So you're not alone, especially if you're isolated or feel like you are. Give us a call. We have somebody on staff to talk Absolutely. with Absolutely. So thank you. 614-358-8255 uh, so that um, we don't suffer from isolation right now. And uh, really love the terminology you used about a recovery club. Uh, and you really helped us understand what it looks like and how uh, we can help and uh, even how maybe some of our loved ones can be helped by the uh, peer center. Uh, Jackie, I greatly appreciate your time. Uh, this is a podcast of a different type of bean counter. And Jackie is the director of development and donor relations at the peer center. Uh, we're gonna take a quick- Hey, I really appreciate Jackie being on with me. Jackie Dooley, Director of Development and Donor Relations at the Peer Center. Uh, one of the things that we want to make sure that we address is that the Peer Center is for uh, individuals that are 18 and older. Um, so please, um, 18 and older at the uh, Peer Center, the Recovery Club, a cool thing to do. Uh, there's been some quick updates on tax filing, and I've talked to a couple of people, and there's some confusion about that. So we'll deal with that um, in just a moment. So hang on to the different type of bean counter and we'll talk about tax filings for individuals in just a second. Hey, this is Donald with a different type of bean counter. Uh, you can reach us at Donald at wellcpaoh.com and uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Um, I had just recorded a segment about the income tax filing due dates for individuals. And as soon as I hit save, breaking news came out where the U.S. has moved the filing deadline. 
So today, as we currently stand, your 1040 filings are now due July 15th. If you have a payment that is due with that return, it is also, the payment is also due July 15th. So they gave us a few months of breathing room to uh, try and figure out what the new normal is in order to uh, get these tax returns completed. But um, yeah, so today the filing date is July 15th and the payment date is July 15th. One thing that I want to talk about as we constantly see this news come out is that to the Internal Revenue Service and Department of Treasury, there are two different transactions when you file, as we like to say, your tax returns. The first one is sending in the actual form. That is the filing of the tax return. The second transaction is the payment of any tax that is due. So those are two different transactions. As these things change, you want to watch the language that's used out of Washington. If they say the payment date moves, then that just moves the day that you're supposed to make your payment. If they say the filing date moves, that just moves the date that your paperwork is due. So there's two different transactions. And we have to be careful because the first announcement earlier this week only moved the payment date. It did not move the filing date. So today they've come out and now they've moved the filing date to back in line, be back in line with the payment date. So just understand that as you're reading this, pay very close attention to the word. Are they moving the filing deadline or the payment deadline? And then that creates what is due when, because in our minds, most of us think of it as being one transaction with the federal government. Actually, there are two transactions, the sending in the form and the making of the payment. So just be careful of that and watch that. But the great news that came out today is that they moved the two dates to where they once again were the same, July 15th, your tax returns are due. And if there's a payment due with the tax return, then that's also July 15th. So, but stay, stay, stay diligent in watching this. Stay close to your tax preparer to make sure that, um, you know, their scheduling and their timing doesn't change. Because I know I was talking to some peers yesterday and they're like, you know what? We can't afford to be home because of the due date. Well, now maybe they will move to home. So maybe that will, uh, you know, slow down some processing. So you still want to make sure that you stay diligent in this process and um, you don't want to uh, all of a sudden have a backload with these three months of uh, free time or uh, yeah, free time, I, I can call it because there's nothing that's due in that in that window. So hopefully that makes some sense. What I really want you to understand is that one, July 15th, new date. Two, pay attention to whether or not they talk filing or payment if there's any future news on the topic. Um, this is a different type of bean counter. Uh, Donald at Well CPAOH, shoot me a message, uh, ask any questions. 
Look forward to hearing from you soon. Bye.